Thank you for tuning in to the Open Discussion Podcast. Catch us every Tuesday with new content. For more information, follow us on Instagram at The OD Community. And remember, open hearts lead to open discussions. Hey, hey, everyone, this is Janae Middleton, and you're listening to the Open Discussion Podcast, and I am super excited about today's episode because uh, this is the first time that we are going live on Instagram. I am elated just for, you know, us being able to connect in this way. So not only are we connected through the podcast, but people are also tuning in through Instagram Live. So shout out to all of you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening tonight. So let's just dive right into it. Today's episode, we are discussing this prepare for the new thing. If you listened to the previous episode, we talked about transitions and we discussed just how intense transitions can be, just how emotionally taxing transitions can be. And I even said this in the podcast episode that I literally had to contact my therapist because I was like, ma'am, I'm going through things like I I'm feeling emotions and things are changing there there are a lot of things that are occurring right now and I need help I was like do you have time sis do you have a day do you have a moment just so I can release and um, that was just a great great conversation if you haven't checked out that episode you can definitely uh, tune in right after this one but um yeah we're gonna get right into it I have a guest with me Okay, guys. Hi. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Janae. Wow. So, everyone, this is Nicole McNeil. She is extremely insightful, uh, just extremely wise, and I felt like we had to have this conversation, and it it was just so great that she offered to do this and also I pushed her to do this as well because I know she has so much in her and she has a lot to share and so I really think that this conversation is going to be great and um, also anyone else if you would like to tune in you have something you want to add or express you can definitely request to join and we will add you to this but um thank you Nicole for being here thank you so much for having me Janae I'm so excited to be a part of this Yes, yes, no problem. Um, so as you know, we're talking about preparing for the new. Um, we're discussing, you know, how do we actually do that? Like, how do we prepare for the new? How are we supposed to enter into these new spaces and new seasons and new arenas with clarity and with an open mind and an open heart? And so my first question for you and for anyone else that's that's listening or even watching, how do we prepare for the new? First of all, by changing our mindset and by allowing, you know, those of us who are people of faith, we have to allow ourselves to first be discomforted and be uncomfortable, allow ourselves to be uncomfortable with where we are. We have to allow ourselves to be in a place where where we are currently isn't satisfying us. We have to allow ourselves to be at a place of this um, dissatisfaction and discontentment with where we are and how things are going currently so that we can make the steps necessary to embrace the new without the hindrances of the past. I think that's one of the steps where we need to embrace, that's one of the steps to embrace the new. Yeah, I completely agree. It's funny because I I kind of made a list just so that I was I was a little prepared for this and I said that we have to acknowledge that what is can no longer be and then we have mm-hmm. to mourn the loss or the end, so process emotionally. And then lastly I said welcome the new. So, do you think we can just like dive into each one and kind of like expound on on that because i i feel like acknowledging that what is can no longer be coming to that realization is 
just extremely difficult or it can be difficult because if you think about it we're not just talking about some abstract thing that you are acknowledging we're talking about people when you have to acknowledge that people can no longer you know be a part of your life when you have to acknowledge that the season you are in is the season that you can't stay in when you have to acknowledge that there are environments that you can no longer stay in when you have to acknowledge these things like it it's a realization that can be difficult to accept it's a realization that can be difficult to really like agree with because your heart is involved in these things when we have relationship with people it's not just like a mind it's not just a mind connection our hearts are being connected to someone and so when you have to let go of a person of a relationship of, of a friendship that can be difficult to accept but when god is preparing you for something new when he is taking you to a new place when he has something new for you we have to be willing to acknowledge that there are some things that just can't go with us there are some people that can't go with us into the new place there are some mindsets that can't go with us into the new place like when you are transitioning from one place to another there is a shedding process that literally occurs because you are stepping into new territory whether it's physically whether it's emotionally whether it's spiritually like you are stepping into new territory and everyone can't go with you we tend to say that a lot whether in like church uh sectors or whether just in in motivational spaces like we say everyone can't go with you but that's it's true like everyone and everything cannot go with you to the new place and the new space that the lord has for you a uh, praise says mm-hmm. behaviors too yes like even mm-hmm. behaviors some of our behaviors are not even a part of our makeup they are things that we have adopted to protect ourselves things that mm-hmm. we adopted to keep us from experiencing certain pains you want to add to that nicole that's so true like even when you were talking about behaviors um it's the things that we do to sometimes cope and kind of like you said protect ourselves from the feeling of being hurt the feeling of you know trying to have some sort of normalcy from stepping out into new because if you think about it as safe sometimes as where we are can sometimes be i think the reason sometimes we stop and we don't really fully embrace the new is because where we are is comfortable where we are is we want to maintain maintain some sort of normalcy with where Uh-oh. we are that's one of the reasons why we like are apprehensive with stepping into the new because where we are seems safe it's familiar where we know what's coming where we know what to expect and so when we don't take those steps to embrace the new it's like we're trying to find some shelter in in where we are while knowing that we're created for mm-hmm. more it's still you know before us we we want to maintain some sense of mm-hmm. safety we may even delay our own arrival because we are not letting go of what was sometimes we can even assume that the old thing is better than the new and it's simply because of familiarity like it has nothing to do with like quality it's it's because we are so familiar with the old we don't even think it's worth stepping out into the new. Mm, that's so true. Yeah. And sometimes what's keeping you are things that you like, things that you enjoy. People yeah. that you like, people that you enjoy. Absolutely. Environments that you like and etc. So yeah, um even like convenience. Like I think sometimes that can be something that can keep us from embracing the new is feeling the sense of the steps that's needed that are needed to be you know embracing the new can sometimes feel like oh it's too much or does it really take all that so we try to 
push back we try to hide we try to run away from the steps that really are required for us to embrace the new because the place that we are in currently is is convenient it's what like mm-hmm. like i said it's what we know it's what seems safe to us mm-hmm. you know i was thinking about i was listening to actually your beginning the first um podcast episode that you did um when you talked about abraham and how he literally had to leave his country leave his family for the promise of god that was over his life and for his generations to come you know and and a whole being the father of nations you know that is is really what it takes to mm-hmm. to embrace the new and to um step into and prepare for the new is getting even in the mindset because it really takes first of all a mindset to come into the new we have to really change the way that we're thinking in order to change our steps and our course, courses of action you know um i think of the word you know repentance and that literally means to first of all change the way that we're thinking as i sometimes t- talk about it as when you're driving in a car and you have a certain direction or a certain destination you want to go to and then sometimes maybe your mind wanders and you lose your direction you have to first retrain your mind and focus back on where you need to go and then you can redirect the vehicle to go where you need to go and and kind of retrace your steps and get your bearings so that you can get to your destination and so that is some of the things that um is are required in order to prepare and and just embrace the new that that we we are destined for <laughs> if i'm honest i am not good at saying goodbye mm. i am not good at letting go especially if something that i have to let go of was good to me or was right. good for me in a previous season right and sometimes like i said earlier like there is an emotional connection Absolutely. that we have to spaces that we have to people that we have to you know different things about us mm-hmm. and so i i say like especially when it comes to people and relationships like Mm-hmm. I'm not the best at saying goodbye. Like I'm I hold I hold on I think a little longer than I should. But I think it's because I'm not just letting go of a person, I'm letting go of memories, I'm letting go right. of the connection emotionally and all of that. And so I I do want to make space for people who are having a difficult time letting go and making room for the new because you know sometimes like i said what you have to let go of is something that you that you felt was supposed to be a part of your world or your life and all of that so absolutely absolutely i think sometimes we don't really touch on the psychological aspect of of embracing the new and and preparing for the new like it really like you said on your last podcast it really does like sometimes take a toll on your emotions to let go and relinquish things that you thought were supposed to be a part of your forever mm-hmm. things that were thought you thought you were going to take into your future but they're no longer serving where you're going they're no longer serving you know where you're headed and where you're desiring to be and and the goals and the dreams that you have and that God has for your life you know and your purpose um i think sometimes also i think there's there's sometimes something to be said about grieving like you said I'm so glad that you addressed that that you know sometimes it takes you know time to process and grieve those things whether they be people whether they be environments whether they be even character traits about yourself I know for me I've had to sometimes grieve certain seasons of my life that I thought you know were better because you know they were times where I felt more you know open hearted before life started you know making me think certain ways or try to make me have these you know mentality to try to protect myself or mm-hmm. try to not get hurt before I had those things to try to you know taint the innocence and and make me less open and less free and and mm-hmm. less open hearted you know in life and sometimes I feel like those aspects can even sometimes play a part in what needs to kind of be healed and what sometimes needs to kind of be, you know, 
let go of and just kind of embrace because sometimes even the evolution of you can sometimes mm. be the thing that is changing and evolving you know and is yes. continuing to it's sometimes the different seasons of you know where you are in life can sometimes be what needs to continue to grow and that's that's the maturation and that's yeah. the things that that are continuing to prepare you that you can you can even um be in new places inside of yourself mm-hmm. and and realize that you know where you were five months ago five years ago five days ago isn't where you are now and sometimes that even has to um settle in your mind so that you can make the necessary changes to say okay i know this has been what it's like what it's been like in the past but mm-hmm. today's a new day and so i have to make the necessary changes and make the necessary decisions to say okay i refuse to stay where i am i'm growing i'm changing and 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 it's going to work out for me it's going to serve a greater purpose than where i currently am in my current stage of life yes yes do we even really talk about the fact that sometimes you have to grieve yourself <laughs> yeah like the loss of you because mm-hmm. like you were saying like you you're evolving you're changing you're becoming a different person who you were 5 mm-hmm. days ago 5 months ago you're not that anymore and you also have to give yourself time or space to grieve mm-hmm. that and and when the lord is like doing things in you quickly and he's he is pushing you into these spaces where you have to grow quickly It's like a constant a constant grief of like oh oh I'm not her I'm not her today oh Absolutely. I don't do that anymore oh man mm-hmm. the way I used to feel about that I don't feel that way like I have to process this constantly mm-hmm. because the Lord wants us to grow and evolve and ultimately become more like him and so Absolutely. there are things that are constantly you know shedding and we are seeing the world and seeing ourselves differently and being able to process that is is also key it's also important so that's so good so the next question i would ask is how do we properly mourn the old things so that we are emotionally prepared for the new Ooh, wow um, see this is yeah, that's that's a heavy question <laughs> nonetheless like you have to grief you have to mourn and sometimes like you are changing so quickly or or you're transitioning so quickly you don't even have time to grieve right and you don't start grieving until you're in the new thing or you're in Absolutely. the new place that's that's also extremely real uh, for real anyone place. who is going through like transition or change sometimes it's happening so fast You don't even have time to process the fact that all of this change is occurring and mm-hmm. it's not until you get settled in the new thing that you're like, "Oh, wow. I really just went through that or that really just happened." I don't know if there's a right way because right. I'm still learning, but I would definitely love to hear your your thoughts on it. I think if I'm honest, I've not personally handled that part of transition well. and I'm still learning how to properly allow myself space and grace to grieve those things and to um just feel and allow myself to just say okay I'm not this person anymore but where I was you know there was beauty in it it wasn't all bad it wasn't all you know hardship it wasn't all difficulty there were some gems and there were some beautiful moments in the previous season And so sometimes I have to, you know, not just mourn, but sometimes um treasure the good moments in the midst of the transition, in the midst of the rapid shifts and the rapid mm. transition, the rapid um evolution that sometimes life brings especially for people who, you know, are continuing to have this call that it's like you have to keep you have to really just keep up with what God's saying and what God's doing and it's just yes, like girl. yes girl information <laughs> overload sometimes yes, because girl. it's like realize that where you are is so it 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 where God is is taking you is so much greater than where you are 
And he's continually giving you downloads, continually giving you visuals of where that place looks like. And he's preparing, it's almost like, I almost want to give the analogy of the lepers. Like when Jesus healed the 10 lepers, it's Mm -hmm. like, as they went, they were healed. As they went, they, you know, the, the miracle took place. You know, it's almost like sometimes you have to heal as you go. You have to heal and move and continue mm. that process of healing and moving and not yeah. really I don't want to say not taking that space to grieve but allowing yourself to feel as you're moving and kind mm-hmm. of embrace that that the the rotation and the process of that while mm. you're moving and while you know you're pursuing and 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 growing in the purpose of God for your life and so I think that um, that grieving process and how we do that is just literally taking it one step at a time because it's going to look different for different days. It's going to look different for different seasons. It's going to look different for different people. You know, how, you know, one grieves a season is going to be different than, you know, how another person does. And so you really have to take a self-assessment and kind of process where you are and do some introspection and self-work internal self-work to say okay where am I right now and what are you teaching me God in this moment what are you teaching me because there are lessons even in the grieving process of you know coming into new seasons while trying to process you know going through the previous seasons of your life so it's almost like you learn the lessons you seize the moments you embrace the beauty of those previous moments and you just take it one step at a time. That That's really all that we can do is just embrace each season as it comes and just, you know, step into the grace for each of those seasons of grief as we're moving into embracing and preparing for it. Ooh, girl, you said a lot. And it, it was so good, like, <sighs> to grieve. And I don't know why I'm, like, stuck on that idea. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm the fact that there are moments where things are moving so fast like you have emotional whiplash because like your wow. life is just changing literally you're, you're changing and it's like you can't even describe it like mm-hmm. you people are around you and you're just like sitting there trying to figure out like who are you who yeah. am i becoming right now like Absolutely. it's very awkward this is very awkward because you're asking me who am i and i'm like sir I don't know right now like mm-hmm. <laughs> ask me next month because I'm changing I am changing mm-hmm. and it's difficult when you don't know how to articulate the fact that you are growing oh my goodness it's it's difficult when you are surrounded by friends and family and you are literally evolving in front of their eyes so true and you can't even you don't even know like how to you don't even have it. language for it. I don't yeah. have language. I don't have the language. It's deep. It's heavy. It's definitely mm-hmm. heavy. Uh, Timothy says, this is my life right now. Sir, I will mm-hmm. add you. I will add you right now. If you want to come on. If you feel like talking about it. Bobby says you have to make the time to prioritize you. That is true. That's so true especially like in in the area where like you're preparing for the new Mm -hmm. that's very true that is very true because you can get caught up in the fact that like you're transitioning and all these things are happening around you and you neglect yourself that's true moments of like sitting with yourself you know praying talking to god meditating and all of that like and i think this is also a part of where I've even found myself this year, like learning how to value your growth and take time to appreciate it and not minimize it. Because you can be so busy trying to get to a certain place and a certain destination that you don't take time to celebrate your own growth, to celebrate your own development. Just at me. Go ahead, just at me. It's like you Nicole, just at me. Girl, just add me. Put me in the comments. Like if you was, if you were trying to come at it's me, so just true. just no, say no, no. at Janae. No, no, no. It's, it's okay because it's good. This is good. Really, just process. Like, okay, I'm here. I made it through the previous seasons, and I'm like 
here, you know, and and if God was faithful to take me through these other seasons of my life, what makes me think that it's not going to happen again, you know? And just honoring mm. your own development and honoring where you where you've come from and where you are. I feel um, like I y'all are y'all are just talking where I'm at right now, like. Because nobody, nobody, nobody talks about the fact that transition is is emotional. Like it's emotionally sure taxing. Sure. Um. And you you use the word you use the word earlier. It's grief, man. Somewhere between grieving and then fear. That's what I've been having to um conquer. I didn't realize how how much I was debilitated by fear. Wow. Um, because I am no longer who I was or who I've known. And because I don't have the comfort of my own responses, I don't even venture into what's next. Wow. Um, so I don't even have the I don't have the comfort of my coping mechanisms, but I also don't have the own comfort. I don't have my own comfort of like knowing how I would respond because I'm not the same individual. Like, <laughs> OMG, Talk and then. so what do you do when you don't know? You have to faith it, and I think that's the part that they didn't teach us, the practicality of applying what we believe to where we are. And then, like, listening to Nicole, because just, just, I felt like, Janae, just, just, just say Tim. Um, (laughs) it, It is, like, it's a real thing. I was just talking to my brother today. I said, most times I get extremely discouraged because I feel like I have nothing to show for all the work that I've been doing. Yeah. I like wow. Janae was talking about all the emotional like things that I've been navigating, all of the <sighs> like personal things that I've had to like surmount if you will, all that I've done. It's like I feel like I have nothing tangible. And so I get I'm trying not to be discouraged because everybody else podcast everybody else has their ministry everybody else has their conference everybody else has their music everybody else has their books but i had to be settled in the fact that i'm the proof and like (laughs) i'm enough yeah it's Um, good it's good yeah like it's 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 really ghetto but it's also the fact that man you're to show for all the work that you've done and even if you haven't like branched out to do all that everybody else has done or all that you're called to do the fact of the matter is i was looking over some of the my like i want both of y'all to do this because i feel like you need to go back over and look at the posts that you've written over the year and then maybe even last year too and encourage yourself Mm -hmm. because i was looking at something that i said and it was like yo um like it's discouraging when you've been asking the Lord for something you feel like you have no proof. Hi, Sharice, I love you. Um, and it's like, no, I have like, it's not physical proof, but let me search myself. Maybe he created in me the capacity for what I've been asking for. Like I didn't have the capacity for it before. So when I was asking for it, what he was doing was hollowing out something in me so that I could obtain it and then maintain it. So like, this space if you will this emptiness um Mm -hmm. is actually prophesying to the fact that what i was requesting i now have room for um yeah it's 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 been quite a it's been a journey wow it's been a it's been a real journey um it's been a real journey i mean to the point where high functioning depression is a real thing for me and if i were to be very honest very candidly honest avoidance is a thing as well right mm-hmm. so there is a place where i love to live in ambiguity because wherever there is no strong definition there's no strong responsibility mm-hmm. um i <laughs> it is been quite ghetto to the point where i didn't realize how much of like i didn't realize how much avoidance was a thing for me 
oh um, sitting in spaces where I refuse to define what something is. Mm-hmm. That way I wouldn't have to deal with the reality of it, but then I wouldn't be responsible to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made me like over the last month, that's something that I've had to conquer. Like, yo, what are you not defining? And mm. what are you giving enough, just just enough definition to seem like you're doing something, but not enough to actually get the work done? People be like, mm. well, what are you doing? I'm just sitting with the Lord. I'm just being still. But what does stillness look like? <laughs> what does that look like? What does that mean? What are you being still in? Yeah. Like, what oh, have you still just, wow. you know, like, so good. what are you doing? Like, you know, I'm just waiting on God, waiting on him for what? I'm just afraid to make a move. So I want him to speak, but move in what direction? And it's like, the more you start asking these questions, the more I start unraveling because it's like, ah, I don't want to know. I know that's too much. I don't want to think about that. That's too hard. Yeah. Like it's, it's a real thing. Yes. And so I realized like (laughs) I was sitting in a level of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting in a level of ambiguity because it's like, hey, if there's no real definition, there's no real You're responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my precious mother, she decided to um, destroy my life earlier today because we were laughing about my story that I posted when I have. I was like, I'm so sorry, y'all. I suck at responding to text messages and phone calls. I had like 15 missed phone calls and over 2,000 unopened text messages. Wow. Some in group chats, some in just, you know, other spaces. Mm-hmm. What she said to me was, I don't know what happened in your life that causes you to view ambiguity as safety but she was like that's not that's not healthy son and I said uh, huh she's like it's this thing where if I don't know then I'm not in distress she's like but and it's so crazy because last night I lied to you not the Lord said to me son ignorance is not bliss like just because you don't know (laughs) and just because you choose not to know doesn't mean that you'll actually experience peace or safety and so I've been sitting in these emotional spaces because I now have to define things right and then I also have to redefine how I view things um, because I didn't realize what I thought what what I was declaring was my faith was actually my fear my goodness I'm saying I'm going to sit here and wait on the Lord and trust on him. Meanwhile, he's like, I'm waiting on you to bust them. I want your faith to put you to decision. And it's like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, When I tell you I have been, Janae, I've been sitting in emotional spaces right along with you. And I think it's so necessary because it's sobering to -hmm. those um, who are called to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like Nicole, the fact that you are sitting here, like you're talking sobering truths, and and I think it's necessary for those of us who are called to the body of Christ. Yeah, because if we are so drunk off of our own successes, if we are so focused on our giftings that our character and our being is trash, what's the point? What's the like? Come on, y'all. What's the real? What's what's real? Like what's really tea? Come on, mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> there is so much more to the kingdom yeah. of God, and what I am personally learning is, as a matter of fact, I was going to post it today, and I was overwhelmed, so I decided to just turn turn my phone off for a second. But we have a generation that is so like we're going to ascend we're going to ascend we're going to ascend but ascension isn't upward ascension is inward Inward. yeah like he said i've placed the kingdom of god in you the bible said when you pray go into your closets Mm -hmm. go into your innermost parts yeah shut the door and pray like go into your inner man and pray mm-hmm. we are out here we ascension oh yeah we're gonna ascend into the hill and you're trying to speak in tongues and take off like a, a airplane 
but you're not reaching the kingdom because you don't know how to turn inward. Ascension isn't upward, it's inward. And that's probably why we don't see the moves of God that we think we want to see or that we we need to see because we have people who are trying to move atmospheres but suck at navigating their their own selves. You can't even yeah. reach the kingdom of heaven because you can't get past your own offenses. You can't get past your bitterness and your frustration. You can't get past self-doubt and self-loathing. Mm. You can't get past unforgiveness. And I'm not even talking about people. I'm talking about forgiving yourself. How do you think you can reach the kingdom of God? He Psalm 66, 18, right? If I regard any iniquity in my heart, mm -hmm. the Lord will not hear me. I think it's the message Bible that says something along the lines of, if there is sin in my heart, I know it's there and do nothing about it. The Lord will turn his ears from my prayers. It has everything to do with us navigating our personal spaces. And so here you are, you've been beating yourself up because it's like, I'm not doing enough. I have, I feel this pressure because what he wants me to birth is very real, but I feel like I don't have enough and I myself am not enough. Whole while this season and this pressure was producing a better version of you. Mm. Okay. So that when you push it out, when you birth it out, when you acquire it, you won't lose it and it won't slip through your fingers mm -hmm. and you'll have the capacity and the characteristics and the, and the character to maintain what it's he's giving you to put out. Yeah. For sure, that's the word stewarding, what he's giving you. Mm -hmm. You are not fighting against time. What we're Ooh. fighting against is becoming the best version of ourselves. While time is an enemy to the prophetic, <laughs> appreciate Jezebel. She's not the worst enemy to the prophetic. Time is. So <laughs> <laughs> a whole other conversation for a whole other wow. day. <laughs> What's the one thing that gets in the way of what the prophet saw versus what I'm living? Time. And if I don't know how to steward prophecy, then I'll never understand how to get to manifestation. And if I let enough time slip by, I'll stop believing the word. Anyway. Mm -hmm. oh, it's yeah, good. We, are, we are fighting to become and that means being that means being resolved yeah. <laughs> that means being emotionally intelligent mm -hmm. um it means conquering our fears and being gentle with ourselves mm -hmm. Absolutely. oh yes Oof. oh yeah like, it's the self-talk yeah it's, it's the, the self-talk self <laughs> it's because it's like he's like how dare you treat my child like that Mm -hmm. I, I don't treat nobody wrong, big God. No, you're talking to you. To yourself. In a way that I don't even, I wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah it's definitely the self-talk. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I've been learning, too, with that is, um, yo, there's really power in meditation, right? Yeah. What you choose to meditate on is what you end up believing. Mm -hmm. um, yes. That's so good. And so... If you out here bad-mouthing yourself and rehearsing negative things, the only thing that's going to be available to you when it's time to pray or when it's time to move is what is all the negative stuff that you've been rehearsing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I thought, at, like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I love affirmations, right? But I was trying not to give too much credence to it because I'm like, I don't want to seem like I'm slipping in a new age <laughs> religion. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we manifested things, we affirm it, we, you know, you mm -hmm. gotta, but there's so much truth. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, for the spirit of heaviness, I'll give you a garment of praise. Yeah. That scripture is not about shouting and dancing. Mm-hmm. No, Janae, Nicole, you're going to love this. When you study that scripture, when you study that scripture, the garment of praise that he's referring to is almost praise or affirmation. Mm. So he says, for the spirit of when you're depressed, what I'll do is affirm you as my daughter. When you're sad and you don't believe in yourself, what I'll do is I'll sing praises about who you are to me. I'll affirm you. I'll confirm you. 
I'll validate you. I'll give you a garment that says, this is who you are to me. Mm. For, for the spirit of heaviness. It's so good. I'll give you affirmation. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I'll say things like, I'll say things to you like, you are mine and like, you are my people and I am your God. Yes. I'll say things to you and I'll remind you of things like, you are my beloved and I am, and I belong to my beloved. Mm-hmm. I'll say yes. things to you like, what can separate me from your, like, what can separate you from my love? For the spirit of heaviness, I'll give you a garment of praise. You'll wear what you don't believe. Mm. You'll wear the opposite of what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'll put on you what I know about you that Mm -hmm. contends with how you're feeling. (sighs) Oh my God. Oh my gosh. This is oh where my gosh. this is this why is so was, when I hopped on here and realized that y'all was talking about this, I said, yo, this is where I have been. Listen, like, listen. I don't even there is not much discussion about the whiplash that occurs when it comes to transition. And it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you are transitioning into a new environment a new space new people new relationships a new mindset like there is whiplash that occurs when you are adjusting from an old version of yourself i even we we talked about the fact that we even have to grieve ourselves you have to grieve the fact that you are no longer who you used to be you are no longer where you used to be the mindset that you once had you are you are adjusting it is it has adjusted and so now you have to even grieve that and even relearn yourself like oh this is who I am oh so how I was responding responding before that was a result of trauma that wasn't the the truth so now I have to relearn how to even respond in life like I am I am becoming a different person and so like like what, what you were saying about not even knowing how to respond or not having like full accuracy or even full language for responding in life. You have to take time to figure out, okay, so this healed version of me, how do I, how do I navigate you, sis? Cause you different. <laughs> this did not come with instructions. <laughs> you different. <laughs> so what is, so me without fear, expecting fear. Now you're looking for fear. You're looking for the thing that, that no part. once held you bound. You're looking for that. I think, I think you bring up a very valid point. Um, and you kept saying like whiplash, like mm-hmm. people don't. It's the trauma of unlearning. It is being. It's uprooting everything that was, and then having to establish a new normal, and that process alone is so strenuous. I think we don't give enough credit to the fact that like I have to like relearning is traumatic because now you're telling me that either the way that I was doing it was in complete error or um, it's not the most efficient. So now efficiency looks different for me, which means that everything else is going to look different. And like you said, trying to um, trying to establish a new normal off of like something new or off of like away from what you've known is so hard and honestly this is the part of deliverance that we don't teach right Mm -hmm. because when i go through deliverance what he did was not just he didn't take away a taste or a desire he restored the power of my choice and so if i have the power of choice but don't know what to do with that choice i'll only choose what i know but when you are growing and you are evolving you literally people the people that you were connected to the people that you thought were going to be with you forever all of a sudden they are not there all of a sudden you feel this detachment inside like you feel you feel this separation and then you have to grieve the fact that you are not you and that person or you and that group you and that organization are not congruent 
you're not the same. Like you, you guys cannot continue on this path. Yes. I just, I just be like, Lord Jesus. I'm like, Lord, why? Like, why did you not that? Like not that one. <laughs> I mean, that transition is so. I'm trying. I'm trying. So to- intense. I'm trying to figure out right now if I can talk through this without crying. You see this vein that keep popping up? It's holding the tears back. Bro, it's um, us with big hearts. It's us that love so deeply. Go I don't ahead, think, first of all, I honestly don't think that y'all would have the stomach for this conversation. But I don't have it. There are multiple aspects that I'm thinking through. But because I've lived this, let me start here. Let me start by saying this. I ended up trauma bonding with people. And I thought that they would, I thought that we were compatible because we understood each other's pain. But when you only understand the language of my pain and not the language of my future, it's immediately this, like, you must understand that this is only going to last for a season unless we find a way to grow together, right? And so part of the frustration or part of the resolve with this is understanding the history of the connection and the origin of the connection when mm-hmm. i joined you when i found you it's good to when me it's I- good to me Go ahead, <laughs> when we agreed to be connected what were the conditions and what were the terms we're not even spoken but our souls our souls knew Come on, Bro, the man, the, the Bible says, I fell in Lodabar, I fell in amongst thieves and in the low place. And then a good Samaritan came and found me. But this is what growth does, right? Because how many people have we trauma bonded with? How many places, right? Because you can be soul tied, not just to a person. You can be soul tied to a region. You can be soul tied mm-hmm. to a venue. You can be soul tied to a, like, yeah, there is more to that than what people realize. And go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, can you be trauma bonded to a gift? A gifting like that you've been I would argue yes. I would I would argue I would argue yes because what what we don't talk about in the church we talk about it with musicians sometimes but we don't talk about in the church how people use their gifts as coping mechanisms so you have preachers who preach because they're in pain rather than be, because they're preaching the gospel for the sake of the gospel you'll have prophets who prophesy because they're depressed but they experience a level of euphoria when relaying the message of Christ to other people, right? So it is quite possible to be accustomed to and almost trauma bonded to the way to an expression of a gift. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So with it's relationships, good. with people, with spaces, navigating that transition. Um, requires you to assess the origin and assess the break. Right? Because maybe it wasn't it wasn't the devil, right? And this is what we're talking about because we've grown and we've matured. And I also don't like this air on healing culture that's like, yeah, I'm better than them and I healed past them. That's not that's that 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 is so weird. Because that's not real healing. That's yeah. you trying to resolve your pain. And that and that's mm. not how that works. When the reality of the matter is, that's like, first of all, let's keep this here. They're, they're, they're his children too. So in his sovereign plan, he wasn't just worried about your good. He was worried about their good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've established that, if you have healed and matured and grown out of the context of a friendship relationship or space it's not your job to worry about them so it becomes a little bit easier with navigating your own journey when you're not prefacing your journey with Mm -hmm. them yeah it's hard because we love hard yeah but I can't be concerned about how this decision affected them, how this decision, you know, makes them feel, how the, how they view this decision. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this decision had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with me. 
mm-hmm. whether it was because I was immature in the last season and now I've matured enough to say thank you I've gotten what I needed mm-hmm. or whether it was because my hunger drew me to something that had a, a that had a stronger pour Mm-hmm. Like we treat disconnections so weird, which I won't even say disconnections. We just treat transitions so weird. And so navigating that space healthily requires introspection, right? Yes. And then the other side of that is, um, it, like you said, it's like grieving. And mm-hmm. when you grieve properly, like even how you requ- how you remember loved ones. Yeah. It's like, you know, I remember so and so. Remember when we mm-hmm. used to do that? It hurts because they're not mm-hmm. here, but I can recall this without being frustrated that they're not here. Yes. And that's what grief management is about, even when people die. Like learning mm-hmm. to um, recall the goodness of the memory, even though the pain, like, yeah, the pain with the sting is they're not here, but the, yes. they're still good in the memory. Like you don't have to throw away the baby with the bathwater. Yes. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to, it's hard, it is hard as hell because there are people, when you make it to the other side of the circle, you're like, yo, I wanted to celebrate with you because you mm-hmm. were down here with me. Yes. And you gave me a space while yes. I was low. Like, it's mm-hmm. really, it's really ghetto. But it's ghetto. the other thing that Project. I'm learning is, I get to see, like, I'm content with seeing God do what he said in both of us. Uh, one thing I struggled with was putting everybody before me because I loved hard and I gave big, right? And again, going back to the fact that I didn't like to deal with me, so it was Mm -hmm. easy for me to just always support and help everybody else, Oh yeah, right? So he put me in a position where I had to, like it was a forceful, hey, fix you because you're out here operating, but you're not healed. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. most most ghettoest season of Mm -hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing this and it sounds good, but you're not healed. So yes. go go sit in the corner for a second and deal mm-hmm. with you. Um, and I think again, that was part of the that's what buffered the pain. And then after coming around the corner and seeing that I've made it somewhere, mm-hmm. to see that you've made it somewhere. Now we could talk about yeah. burdens because some people some people just don't grow at the same pace. So we can talk about frustrations with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reality of the matter is that like learning how to navigate that pain starts like what I said, assessing the origin, oh, yeah. but also tapping into the love of God that says like this separation isn't forever. I also think we struggle with that because we have this toxic cancel culture and this mm-hmm. cutoff culture. So we feel like when we grow and we mature and we heal that we mm-hmm. got to cut people off and we got to cut them out and cancel them when that's not the case. Yeah. Like just because I've grown and mature doesn't mean that you get booted out of my life. Rather, it just means that the seats change. I'm telling you, as sure as I hopped up on here, I was sitting in all of these feelings and to hear you guys talk about it made me like, oh, we're not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah. And sometimes that's yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone has a question. Hold on. Oh. So it says, how can I not compromise boundaries because I care? <laughs> Being decided. <laughs> I know that's hard, but Mm -hmm. sometimes healing comes for your pride. And as much as when you would love to show up because that's usually how like you're reliable and you know, people always can call on you because you'll always make a way and you'll always show up. You're going to have to choose your boundaries over the reliability of your name. And you'll have to choose your boundaries over the, the, the incessant need to give or to show up like, you gotta it's it's keeping your heart in yeah yes. like guard your heart oh yes because if you consistently do that it shows that you're not mature one just quite candidly but two um it shows that you don't honor yourself Come on. anytime you set a boundary to protect yourself to mature yourself right 
um, and you keep breaking that, that means that you don't honor your own vows. That means it, it means that you don't honor yourself. And so if, if breaking your boundaries is a habit, I would say, what part of yourself don't you like enough to maintain them? I would even add, who are you trying to please? That's good. That's good. Because there is a there is an element to that where we we are willing to break our own vows to ourselves, our own commitments yeah. to ourselves, because we are trying to please someone, because we're trying to make someone else happy. So Jeanette, I would also so I would good. also ask do do this within yourself. Like maybe you need to write it down. Maybe you need to journal this out like ask yourself who am i trying to please and why do i need their approval so bad mm-hmm. i have to do this regular regularly because what you were saying to him about like being that person that's reliable that that people can call on like asking myself why why do i feel the need to do this and who am i trying to please so yeah i hope that that helps you that's so good. That is so good. And it's almost like you're That's trying so to keep up a reputation at your own expense. That's what immediately what I thought of when you were saying that. It's like, okay, not only who am I, how are you trying to please, but like, why don't you care about yourself enough to stick to your boundaries and say like, why do I care so much that I'm willing to put myself in harm's way and lessen my standard, lower, lower my boundaries? So that I can meet the needs of someone that really potentially may not be able to as well, you know, that isn't honoring the mm-hmm. fact that these boundaries are even being established in the first place. So, so we we deserve the love. I'm sorry, Nicole, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But um, I was just going to say, like, we deserve the love that we give. Absolutely. <laughs> It's so, hope that answers your question. Is it okay if I ask a question as well? Because I've been trying to come in and out of this live, and it's just those of you who are not watching my sure, come on, let's yes, do it. <laughs> but let's um, do it. My question is because I'm kind of in a situation where with certain relationships, with potential relationships, I'll say, like. I have to, when we're talking about embracing and preparing for the new. And so how, I guess in my situation, it's how do you embrace new steps? Wow. I think, let me preface it by saying this. The difficulty I have sometimes with embracing new is not necessarily, you know, just the fear of, you know, embracing new things and just like the unfamiliar. But it's mm. sometimes dealing with and processing through and try- how do you allow yourself to embrace new relationships and simultaneously, you know, forgive yourself and, and alleviate that shame for where you've made where you may have mishandled or misstewarded relationships in the past. Hopefully that question makes sense. <laughs> there is there is something that I say. And it is like laughable because it's not deep, but it's like so true. The only way to trust again is to try trusting again. Trust again. Um, That decision can be fueled by trusting the Lord, right? If he is my protector and if he is my keeper, then he won't allow me to experience the same kind of pain in a new season. Mm Unless this pain is because I did not learn the lesson. That's so good. Right? So if if in yourself you can say, I feel like I have learned this lesson. I'm just trying to get over the fact that it took me so long. I'm just trying to get over the fact that I fell in this space. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, let the love of the Lord lab be lavished on you right because the only thing that combats shame is his love let the love of the lord combat your shame and take a leap of faith take a leap of faith and just try again
Thank you for tuning in to the Open Discussion Podcast. Catch us every Tuesday with new content. For more information, follow us on Instagram at The OD Community. And remember, open hearts lead to open discussions.